As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Welcome to 5,000 to 1, The Athletic's Leicester City podcast. I am Rob Tanner. Joining me, as ever, is the former Leicester City captain, club legend, and my co-host, Matt Elliott. How are you, Matt? Very well, Rob. Thank you very much. Still recovering from the, from the events of the weekend, shall we say. I'm sure, we'll be chatting about that in a bit. But I suppose, like the players, we've got to get ourselves focused on the, the job in hand, which is the Europa League, isn't it? But um, plenty to chat about, as per usual. Absolutely. We'll certainly be discussing Liverpool. What a famous day that was for, for the club, but also the Europa League and uh, the trip to Slavia Prague. And with the, the Europa League returning this week, uh, there's no better time to sign up for all our unrivaled coverage at The Athletic. Until February 25th, we're offering new subscribers a half-price annual subscription. That's less than £1 a week for an entire year. To redeem that limited time only offer, go to theathletic.com forward slash Leicester pod. That's theathletic.com forward slash Leicester pod. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review. Um, Yeah, well, let's kick off with uh, Liverpool because uh, to be quite frank, after the first half, I didn't see that coming uh, on uh, on Saturday. I mean, Liverpool looked to have the game under control in many. I thought Leicester was struggling to get going in the game and... uh, but suddenly, what a transformation in the second half. And we'll talk about it in a, in a second. Tom Warville, uh, my colleague, did a, an excellent piece analysing the tactical change that Brendan made. And uh, it bore fruit. Certainly did, didn't it? It needed adjusting, didn't it? It needed something different. And I think Leicester, as well as the tactical switch, that Leicester were almost sparked into gear by conceding <laughs> in, a, in an adverse way, you know, a roundabout way. Actually, as it turned out, it it almost benefited them conceding because they couldn't continue playing as they were, could they? Because they they weren't really going anywhere, as you mentioned. Having said that, there there were a couple of opportunities, decent ones as well for for Vardy in the first half. So, you know, it wasn't totally uh, in in Liverpool's control. Although I do agree with you, you over the course of the game, you you struggled to, to see that... A way, for, a way forward for Leicester, really, especially after conceding. You thought, right, OK, the, the game was in the balance to a degree. I wouldn't say Leicester were hanging on, but they were containing Liverpool. But as soon as they conceded, you thought, right, where do they go from here? And we saw what the result was. They, 
you know, they just went flashing through Liverpool's defence, didn't they? When they, it was almost one of them "don't make me angry" situations, wasn't it? And <laughs> Leicester need to get angry a little bit more often if if that's the result, because they were. I mean, if the game had gone on another fifteen minutes. You were talking four, five, or six. Liverpool were totally shot, weren't they? And that, that that was a huge that was a huge part of it. I think the tactical switch, but also the the the, the switch of mentality from Leicester going behind. Thinking right, we we need to maybe be a bit more direct, get more bodies forward, which is part of the plan, obviously, from Brendan Rodgers, and how effective they were, and uh, it, it it sort of showed up to me that maybe they should be a little bit more direct or dynamic at times against the big teams. I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm saying that the record that they've got against the the supposed big six is. Is unbelievably good. They've only lost to Liverpool this year, and obviously they've they've uh, got back on on terms, you know, in terms of um, results you know, with that victory. But but I just think there was a, not an inferiority complex against Liverpool, but they were a little bit reserved, a little bit cautious over the last few games, and I thought it was time to sort of let loose a little bit, and, and because they haven't had much joy generally. And then go for not go for broke, but you know, be a bit more, a bit more expansive, shall we say, against them. And you never know if you test them out. And we saw what happened. As a result, Liverpool were just blown away, weren't they? And it'll give Leicester unbelievable confidence going forward. Well, it was that tactical change, and you're right, it was a gamble as well because he went with a diamond midfield, he threw Harvey Barnes up front. I'm glad you said about getting angry because Harvey's notorious. Everybody says it about Harvey. He's at his best when he gets angry. And, um, yeah, but they went with a diamond, so a lot more narrow in midfield, so they could dominate dominate central areas. We get against Liverpool, though, you're conceding um, space for their two full-backs who are two of their best attacking outlets. Um, to bomb forward, but they just fell to pieces under the pressure that that Leicester... I've not seen a side implode like that for a very long time, and they were the champions that imploded like that. ...looking just to ease it over the top. Alisson coming out. Oh, Kabak has presented it straight to Jamie Vardy, who walks it in for two on Leicester. Well, if you look at it, culpability, for me, it's Alisson all day, not young Kabak. I did my piece about Harvey because I think Harvey epitomises for me how far Leicester City have come over the last 12 months. I mean, if after 24 games last year, they were two points better off than they are now, right now. But we know what happened in those final games of this season. I don't I get the sense that's not going to happen this time. There's a bit more of a mental resilience, a bit more experience about them. And when you see the development of Harvey Barnes, I mean, Jamie Vardy, as we said, had a number of good chances that normally when he's up fit and firing, he would have taken. So he was having a bit of an off day in front of goal. So somebody else needed to step up. And Harvey's become that player now that steps up and has been contributing in terms of the goals. This is, I mean, it's no, no other attacking midfielder has scored as many goals as him this season. He, he's been outstanding. Uh, it's been a breakthrough campaign in many ways for him. Yeah, and one that I'm not surprised to see because, as you well know, I'm a massive advocate and fan of Harvey Barnes. And my only frustration is he can do even better <laughs> because, yes, his stats are rapidly improving, as is his general all-round game, but only at a rate that I expect it to because of the qualities he has. And I'm sure he isn't. And I hope he isn't you know, satisfied with with his returns as they are. Yes, there's something to be proud of and pleased with, 
he's got the potential for so much more and you know that that's meant as a you know a, a massive compliment to him because it, the capabilities that he's got and i think he's indicative of how leicester are generally really i think they, they've got still quite a bit of, of growth within them they, they can go on and be an even better side some people think that you know from afar i think well they're they're overperforming i don't think so there's class and quality and substance right throughout the team, the squad and the club. And you know, they're going to be a genuine force going forward. But Harvey, Harvey, was he was unplayable, wasn't he? Once he got his pecker up, <laughs> as as did the team in general, and they, you know, they went through it a little bit. They were forced into that situation because what they were trying wasn't really working. Although they did have those opportunities, as you say. But I mean, I, I, I always thought the potential was there all game. Alexander Arnold's not having a good time of it of late, and you can see that even in his in his attacking play, you know he's loose with his passing, he's he's giving it away far too often, and then that has a knock on effect defensively as well. Because I thought he was fortunate early on on a few occasions. Barnes was going at him, and he gambled, he stuck the leg out, and it just about went his way. But he wasn't defending how you how you should do properly, you know, going with with the op. Um, opposing attacker, you know, getting your body shape right, showing him away and, and tracking him. It, it was do or die. And he just about got away with it a number of times. And then, but all of a sudden, not that it was always Alexander-Arnold that Barnes was going at, but he just outstripped you know, England's regular right fullback and others were trailing in his wake, weren't they? What about the opportunity when Alisson made the double save? I mean, that was yeah. actually a, a better um you know, drive and run with the ball uh, than the set, than the goal itself. Because Alisson, how he's kept out of Vardy's rebound, I just don't know. Uh, talk about from, you know, sublime to the ridiculous. But uh, it was, uh, anyone watching that, and I've seen a bit on your one of your articles, Rob, you know, he must be involved in the England squad. Gareth Southgate has seen him. We saw him against Leeds, the potential that he's got with that goal. And it was, you know, of a similar vein, wasn't it, against Liverpool and nearly did it on a couple of occasions. He created the chaos for the, the penalty stroke free kick. And, you know, and, and this is, you know, the European champions, Premier League champions that we're talking about, he's doing it against. And if that mm. doesn't give him, you know, a real boost to go and tear into any form of opposition, then nothing will. But I just thought he's, he offers something a bit different to all the others because they're all great ball players, Grealish, Mounts, um, yeah. Foden. They're, they're great on the ball. They play in between the lines. They ghost into space. It's all nice and neat and and, um, and 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 very effective. But Harvey's just a throwback. He's a throwback to those old-fashioned wingers that were very direct. You give them the ball, tell them to attack the fullback, and away he goes. And with his pace and power... Um, I think he's incredibly effective, and he offers just a different option. I mean, I, I qualify that um, that that stat that he's uh, scored eight goals, uh, Premier League goals this season, and no other English midfielder has scored more. But I know Mark Rashford and Raheem Sterling have, have contributed more, playing in more forward positions. But I just think he gives them an option. You know, Harvey's Harvey's scored all the way through his career, and it's not suddenly going to dry out, even at Premier League level. And obviously, he's turned it on a bit now, hasn't he? And He's getting the recognition, rightly so. And as Brendan Rodgers says, he's, he's a top-class player now, but he's only going to get better and better. 
Absolutely. And it was his driving run that led to the uh, the opening goal, uh, the free kick that Madison uh, curled into the bottom corner. I know Liverpool complained about the offside and the, the VAR and the, the, the millimetres that now um, dictate whether it's on or offside. But we've had that all season and it swings and roundabouts with that. You know, you, you take them, some of them, and you, and you lose some. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Premieres May 2nd on FX. Stream on Hulu. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Madison's form as well this season has really progressed in terms of his numbers. I mean, we've talked about Harvey getting his numbers up. Madison now involved in eight goals in the past nine Premier League games, scoring four and assisting four, which is exactly what he needed to do from last season. Another indication of the progress Leicester have made over the last 12 months. Yeah, yeah, spot on. And I think Madison, he's not necessarily dictating play and running games, you know, because because of his positioning a little bit, really. I think, I think I don't know, people may disagree, but I think it, last season when Leicester were rampant, I think Madison was probably more influential in terms of the general play, you know, himself and, and Tillemans, that they were playing slightly ahead of indeed, weren't they, who was anchoring the midfield in advanced midfield areas, but they were getting on the ball and little give and goes, etc. Madison still does that to a degree, don't get me wrong, but he said himself, you know, about being more advanced in his positioning, getting closer in and around Vardy, sometimes up alongside him and, and even beyond at times. So, you know, it's a slightly different role on occasion. So you're not going to get as much of the ball with the play in front of you, but it's but he's, he's in the danger zone more often, isn't he? Where he can make that little assist, that just that little five, ten yard slide rule pass etc but more importantly get himself involved in the goal front and he, he, he is he's a quality performer isn't he the, the, the class that he has different types of goals he's a good finisher from different positions but now he's, he's sniffing in and around the danger zone as well isn't he and you know it, it's another it's another string to not only James Madison's but Leicester's bow isn't it all of a sudden Vardy's scoring obviously <laughs> that's usually the case Barnes is contributing. Madison's in there. Tillemans is a threat. Uh, if, if, if one or two others, as we said before, if, if centre-halves can join in at set pieces and, you know, there's potential with the full-backs as well, isn't there? Ricardo, um, Castagna when he's, he's there, James Justin, sadly out for considerable time. But, yeah, he was a goal threat as well and coming at you from all angles, Leicester, at the moment. But the solid base 
in that midfield is Wilf Nadidi. And I thought he was outstanding against Liverpool. And when you compare him to Thiago, a player that's come into the Premier League uh, at Liverpool with such a huge reputation, and then he came on for um, Milner when Milner got injured early on. If you compared the two, you'd think that Wilf Nadidi was the established experienced central holding midfielder. Uh, Thiago was all over the place. Nididi was just a powerhouse on the day. And, and again, his development has been extraordinary. Yeah, he was he was key, wasn't he? He is such a, an influence on, on Leicester now. You know, as, as important, certainly, as any other player. It's hard to single one out. I mean, straight away, you think of, you know, Jamie Vardy and his contributions, Michael, Evans, etc. The list goes on at the moment. They've got so many top-class players, haven't they, Leicester? But, yeah, he, he was absolutely crucial, I felt, at the weekend. And did he? He was even when Leicester was struggling to get into any sort of rhythm, he was constantly there breaking up play, um, as Liverpool did to Leicester. To be fair, that they, they set traps, don't they, Liverpool? And Leicester was struggling to play out, um, you know, with any real degree of confidence. And but whenever, whenever Liverpool surged forward, indeed he was there umpteen times with a long leg and sticking a toe out or reading play, making interceptions or winning the ball aerially. You know, you couldn't help but be impressed. And up until Barnes let loose, he was undoubtedly Leicester's man of the match. Um, I, I, gave, I gave it to Barnes when I was doing co-commentary uh, and only because of the sheer explosiveness of what occurred. But overall, indeed, he was... Hugely impressive. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that that performance, that result was the big positive, which came on the back of a, a real negative, a real blow in terms of injury news with James Justin being confirmed as having uh, an ACL. Now, we've uh, this just this morning as we record this, I've uh, spoken to Brendan Rogers. He's done his pre-match press conference ahead of the trip to Slavia, Prague, and James will have uh, his operation uh, tomorrow. So in the next 24 hours, he'll have his operation. He will be out for the rest of the season and longer. It looks like, I mean, if we look at the uh, timescale for Ricardo Pereira, that was um, nine months. Um, so we're looking at something similar for James Justin, which is an incredible blow for the youngster because he was a, a real candidate for Leicester's player of the season. Yeah, it's, oh, it's devastating. Devastating, isn't it, for him? Um, yes, there are worse things in life, but you know, as a professional footballer, that's what a hammer blow and... You know, to come at such a time when he's on top of his game, he's been patient, he's persevered, he's applied himself, he's performed heroically pretty much for Leicester City, in particular, you know, this season. And a lot of people's up till now, player of the year, few contenders in that. But irrespective of how important he is to Leicester in terms of, you know, his... his, flexibility in terms of playing in, in different positions, etc. Uh, but and, and his out-and-out quality. But it, it, it's just, just as, as an individual, it's, it's such a blow. It's so frustrating, isn't it? And, you know, you only get so many years at the top. I was extremely fortunate with injuries. Yes, they're part and parcel of the game. But when you get major ones like that, it's, it's, it's hard work. It's, it's hard work, you know, mentally as much as anything. Because it's going to be a whole different scenario when he does come back. But, you know, as we've seen with Ricardo, 
yeah, you can you can get over these hurdles, and I'm sure James Justin will because you know the mentality of the of the individual and the physical capability of him as well. But um, yeah, I wish him well. Wish him well. He's a, you know he's a real nice, solid lad as well. You know, no frills about him. He, he's he's just a you know, good, honest professional who's hugely developed his game and come on leaps. Well, not come on leaps and bounds. He was a good player, obviously, when when he joined. But, you know, he's come on amazingly well, hasn't he? Talk of England, etc. And it's just blown out the window, unfortunately, for the short term and medium term. But uh, fingers crossed he'll come back fitter and even stronger and even better player. Yeah, I mean, he injured that knee um, in a rather bizarre incident, just jumping for a, to control a ball and he landed awkwardly. I mean, we saw it again against Liverpool with Jose Perez. Now, the news on Perez is that he's jarred his knee and will be out yeah. for both the legs of the Slavia Prague game and the Villa game at Villa Park are at the weekend. So, he was lucky compared to, to James Justin, but these injuries are really starting to mount up and the other injury news ahead of uh, Prague is that Ricardo will stay at home and he will train uh, and, and recover ahead of Villa rather than risk going out there because of the lengthy spell he's been out um, yeah. previously. They want, they're going to try and wrap him up in cotton wool and protect him a little bit for the Villa game. But it really is getting down to the bare bones again with Castagna still out. Hopefully not too long though, but he won't be available, hopefully available for Villa. Uh, but uh, he's certainly not going to be travelling to, to Prague either and for Farner still several weeks away. Um, you know, there's some some serious talent now missing for yeah. Leicester City ahead of this tie. And it's a tough one as well, Matt, isn't it? I mean, if you look at uh, their record this season, uh, unbeaten in the league, they've only lost one game and that was against Leverkusen in the group stage of Europa League. The goals, all, the goals are coming from all over the pitch for them. Even the goalkeepers chipped in with one this season, a penalty. You know, they're, they're a decent side, Slavia Prague. This is going to be a tough one for, for Leicester. Yeah, multiple injuries for Leicester, which makes it going into the Slavic program even more difficult encounter, doesn't it? For the reasons you just mentioned there. and Apparently, they've got quite a lot of pace within the team, so they're going to be dangerous. They're going to know that their best chance is to get a lead in this first leg. So they're going to be firing on all these cylinders, you would imagine, to go at Leicester early on and try and get some sort of advantage, which makes me think, especially with the injuries, that Leicester might adopt a semi-cautious approach in the first leg because they'll fancy the chances back at the King Power, possibly adopt to the back three, back five that they've applied at certain times throughout the season already. And, you know, they still have that capability of of being an attacking threat, don't they? But I, I think he, he may spread a five across the, across the width of the pitch on Thursday evening, I feel. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
it does raise the question as well with Leicester having the season they're having. Um, third, well, joint second, really, but third in, on goal difference in the Premier League, quarterfinals of the FA Cup, Europa League. Now, where does the Europa League sit in terms of their priorities this season? Because they've already decided to, to rest Ricardo, not risk him over there. I mean, where does that, that stand now, do you think, for Leicester City uh, in terms of a, a priority? I mean, I know European campaigns have not have been a regular occurrence for Leicester City over the years. Hopefully, they're in a position now where they'll be a lot more regular um, in the coming years as well. But I just wonder whether they're going to prioritise the Premier League now and go for the Champions League qualification, having missed out last season. Yeah, well, hopefully, they'll be partaking in European competitions where we can actually travel abroad and spectate. Oh, I would have loved to have been in Prague. I would have loved to have been in Prague. I've never been there before either. Have you been? No, I've never. But people tell me it's it's a lovely place, very picturesque. Exactly, architecture's amazing, apparently, and and so's the so's the social life as well. Would have <laughs> suited us down to a tea, Rob. But uh, you, you could go gallivanting and looking at all the uh, cathedrals, etc. And I'll, I'll go traipsing around the bars, and we can meet up later <laughs> on. Yeah, but <laughs> but um, yeah, it would have been nice missed opportunity, isn't it? And all the the hordes of Leicester fans who were frustrated that. They, and been able to make the trip, but uh, perhaps that lies for the future. But yeah, I think, I think this. I, I think possibly if there if there had been a midweek Premier League game, that Ricardo may well have been rested anyway. Because I don't think they want to overload him. You know, they have to be very very careful. Um, you know, coming back from injury of, of of that sort, not just for the injury itself, but you know, sort of subsidiary tweaks and strains that you get or you tend to when you're coming back when you've been out long term. So I think that makes sense, but especially with all the travelling, don't know what the weather conditions are going to be like. It's, it's not going to be uh, tropical, that's for sure. So I think I think it's a sensible decision. And but uh, in terms of priorities, I think the Premier League is the main thing. I think you know, I, I think they, they, Leicester tried to sort of downplay the frustration at not qualifying for the Champions League slots last year. They're determined to do that with the the way that the season has gone, it would be another disappointment if they didn't. You know, a lot of work still to be done, but that possibility is there. That that is their main priority, I believe. But at the same time, they've got a, they haven't got a show, a willingness to, to to want to do well. You know, I think it's genuinely there in other competitions, but of the two, I would say Europa League. Really, I know Leicester have never won the FA Cup, and listen, it would be nice to succeed in all three, wouldn't it? You know, as unlikely as that is. But yeah, what an achievement. They would get as far as you can in the Europa League. You'd say Leicester haven't particularly fared well in the competition. Um, certainly in my time at the club, we went out of the first first opportunity you know, on both occasions. Um, Leicester have made a good fist of it so far. Uh, you know, I think they'd be really determined to get as far as they can in this competition. And they'll have a sneaky eye. On, or maybe even winning it. You know, it's perhaps a little bit premature to say that just yet, but without doubt, it's 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 not out of the realms of possibility, is it? No, and let's let's fingers crossed that they can fight on all three fronts, and and certainly at uh, the Premier League at Villa as well at the weekend. Matt, thank you very much for joining us again this week and offering us your insight. Uh, thank you to all our listeners as well. Don't forget that there's a special offer on on unrivaled uh, coverage at the Athletic until February 25th. We're offering. New subscribers, a half-price annual subscription. That's less than £1 per week for an entire year. 
Uh, and to redeem that limited time only offer, go to theathletic.com forward slash LeicesterPod. That's theathletic.com forward slash LeicesterPod. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a re- review. Matt, thank you. I'm so sorry we can't be in Prague, but we'll uh, join you again next week. Oh, yeah, maybe one day, Rob, maybe one day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in the meantime, take care. Good to catch up as always. Speak soon, mate. Cheers. The Athletic. <laughs>